Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I missed you all last week. I was with my family in Rocky Point, Mexico. It's about four hours away from where we live. We had such a great time. It's not very often that we spend a lot of time together, just our family. With older kids, they have other activities or friends and things going on. So to have this time together where it was just us, we would play games and just spend so much time together. It was so nice. One of my girls had a friend up there as well. And so she was back and forth a little bit between us and her friend. But overall, it was such a nice time to spend with just our family. And I know that as my kids get older, those times might get less and less. So I am just cherishing them as much as I can. It's also so nice to be on this side of parenting because as I've been coaching more and more parents of teens and then remembered where I was when I first, you know, became a mom of teens, when I first learned coaching tools because I needed them because I felt so out of control and like affected by my kids' behavior, to remember where I was and to see where I am now, to see where my kids are now, I just feel so much hope for for that mom that's struggling and maybe that's you listening, you're struggling with your kids or your teens and you just are really worried about them. Maybe it's choices that they are making, things that they are doing. Maybe it's not being able to control your temper and you're impatient with them and you're not feeling a lot of peace in your home. I just want to give you the hope that you can absolutely create the peace that you want within yourself and within your family, that it does and it will get better. It takes time, it takes patience, and it just takes some trust. I had this idea that I wanted to bring on some older moms with older adult kids on my podcast or on my Instagram page to just talk about the struggles that they had when they were younger moms or with their teenagers and success stories. I think we need more success stories because when you feel like it's the end of the world because your teenager is doing something or acting a certain way, that is really going to affect how you show up with them, what you say, what you do. And the things that you do are going to affect your teenager and the things that they continue to do. But if you feel a hope and you think, okay, other moms have been where I'm at right now and there is hope, this isn't the end of the world for my teenager, I can be okay and they will be okay, the, the way that you show up will be different. You will say different things, you will feel better, 
in the moment, which is going to impact your future and your teen's future. So that is something that I've been wanting to do is to have some success stories, more success stories about parents who have, you know, been where, where we are, where you are and who have navigated it. And now with their adult children are watching them thrive. My oldest is 19 and I have an eighth grader. And so I do feel like I have an understanding of the teenage years I don't at all think I am never going to struggle or that my kids won't struggle and that I've figured it out, but I have been able to detect patterns of like at certain ages, it gets hard in this area and it's not the same for every child for sure, but there are patterns and there are things that I've observed with my own girls. I have all girls. And there are specific times that I remember that I feel like were kind of patterns. Fifth grade, one of them being, was a hard year in elementary school for most of my kids. It was the year that I feel like we had a little bit more of those battles where they wanted to do things their own way, where I kind of felt like my feelings would get hurt a little bit. I that's when I started noticing, okay, friendships are not as easy anymore. Maybe they were easier when my kids were younger. Fifth grade was when those, those friendships maybe started to change and there was, there was more drama and that worry I felt as a parent of going, oh my gosh, I have to like figure out how to navigate my kids and make sure they have friends and that no one is mean to them. And it created a lot of stress and worry. So I've totally been there. But And this is another reason why I think our sweet oldest children just get to be that guinea pig where we are figuring it out. But as I've had each one of my kids go through those moments, they've been through fifth grade and sixth grade and seventh grade middle school and then now my oldest has graduated, I have seen the struggle and that how hard that has been and different things that have happened. And then I have seen the other side of it where they have worked through it. And a lot of that, I do have to say, I attribute it to giving them space to figure it out. And I say that as a parent who knows that we all have to do that in our own way. There's not one right way, which is what makes it so complicated. We might even do it wrong in order to figure out how to do it right. But it does get better, and I am so glad that I can be on here and tell you that I have had really big worries with my kids. I have had really big power struggles with one of my kids that I felt like, man, we are a lot alike, and we are not getting along very well. And I had a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts about a particular child, about that they, I was actually worried. I would thought they are, I'm raising a narcissist. I'm raising a child who has no empathy, who doesn't understand like that the world doesn't revolve around her and she's mean and rude. I mean, Gosh, I would feel terrible if she listened to this, but I can only say this because I have a different child now. Those were my thoughts about her, and 
you know, if it was a phase, if it was something she was going through, we had those battles. I have a completely different child now. The same child is really thoughtful. She is kind. She offers to help and she cares about her sisters. I mean, I would have never guessed where we were a couple of years ago that this is where we would be today. And I, it's not like I'm attributing it to my parenting. I don't think that I don't give myself credit for how my kids turn out. I give all the credit to them for good or for bad. But I do think that the stories we tell ourselves about our kids are so important and they impact how we feel. So back, you know, if I could go back and see some of those situations from what I know today, right? Go back and just see like a glimpse of, one of our big power struggles, or when I was really struggling with thoughts about, oh wow, what if what if she's a narcissist? How am I gonna how am I going to get along with her if this is how she is for the rest of her life? And I had all of these I had this terrible story in my mind created around it. If I could go back and watch her and see that situation again, I guarantee you my story would be different. My thoughts would be different. I would not be thinking she was a narcissist or that she was so ungrateful and rude and mean. Those were the stories that I was telling myself about her that really made it hard to get along with her. And learning how to unravel that story, change that story, control my own emotional health so that her behavior did not impact how I felt anymore. I was able to see the good. I was able to see the positive. I was able to show up in a different way, a teachable way. I needed to be taught. She needed to be taught. And we had to figure it out together. So my story would be so different. Even if I watched that, you know, if we could somehow get... Thank goodness we can't. If we could somehow get like a recording of a day in the life of like your worst parenting day or your child's worst behavioral day, right? And we could rewatch it. From the perspective that I have now, I would see that story in a completely different way. And so all of that to say is it's not the circumstances and the situations that you're going through right now that are making things so difficult. Some of these things that you're going through, yes, they are difficult. It's hard. These teen years are not easy. I don't think there's many things in the world that can create such an opportunity for growth than to be a parent of a teenager that you love so much and that you want so much for them. So I'm not saying it's not supposed to be difficult at all. But let's not make it more difficult than it needs to be by creating stories that aren't even true, right? So that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit more in this episode today. Start noticing the thoughts that you have, the story that you are telling yourself about that difficult child of yours. Be the watcher of your brain. And 
What this means is you're going to ask yourself, when you start feeling those feelings come up that feel frustrated and angry, insecure, or hurt, ask yourself, okay, what am I making this situation mean? That was the question that I had in my mind. It was in my back pocket. So when I felt those feelings, I wouldn't just think, okay, you are making me upset. It was like, what am I making this mean? And those thoughts that I was able to think about, that's what I was making it mean was making me feel my feelings, right? It wasn't the situation. It wasn't the behavior. That was the first step in me noticing the thoughts that I was thinking. And it allowed me to take that step back. So be the watcher of your brain. We all have different thoughts and we all make circumstances in our life mean different things. So while, you know, let's say we're at the grocery store and I have a toddler and this toddler's throwing a temper tantrum. And let's say you're at the grocery store and you have a toddler who's just an angel, right? You are going to see my, my toddler and you might be thinking, oh my gosh, I am so glad. Like my child would never act like that. What a spoiled brat, or that mom must not discipline her child very well. There might be another mom witnessing this same child throw a temper tantrum, and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I am so glad that that's not me right now. Like I have been there, and I'm just so glad it's them and not me. There might be another mom witnessing this same situation, and maybe they're thinking, oh, I remember those days. I remember how hard that was. That, that poor toddler is just hungry or tired, and that poor mom just needed to go to the store, right? So we have the same situation. We have this toddler throwing a temper tantrum. We have a mom, and then we have all of these moms around thinking different thoughts about the same circumstance. This is actually a good thing because it makes us unique. Many of the thoughts that we have are helpful they make up our personality and they help us to do our best. And some of the thoughts though that we have are actually harmful and they cause unnecessary judgment or pain, right? To be the mom with the perfectly behaved child in her cart, you know, my thought about that mom now would be like, good luck because it's not always like that. And if you need your worth, if you attach your worth to your child's behavior, it works amazing when your children do what they're supposed to do. It also might mean you're raising a people pleaser, but that's another topic for another day. But it's just not, not sustainable, right? So I can have empathy for that mom who feels a little more judgmental. Don't judge the thoughts that you have. So even if you do think some of those judgmental thoughts, just notice them and don't judge them. Notice that you're having thoughts that are making you feel a little judgmental. It's coming from something in you that feels a little superior or insecure, right? Just notice them. Notice the thoughts that make you feel frustrated or annoyed or really triggered or hurt by your teenager's behavior. It's so important. This is such an important step 
when you start to step back and notice the thoughts that you have, to not judge them. Stay with me. I'm going to get a little ahead of myself, but when you stop judging the thoughts that you have, when you start noticing that the way you feel is coming from your thoughts, all of a sudden you will be able to see your teenager behaving because of thoughts in their head. Because they are feeling the way that they are feeling because of the story that they have. It's not about you anymore. And you will be able to see that. It's like your world is all of a sudden expanded instead of everything being all about you and you're responsible for everything. It's like you have a little more clarity. All right. So this is the point of all of this is I want you to have clarity. The thoughts that you have and the thoughts that your teenagers have, they're not silly or dumb. They just exist. And they're either helping you move forward and feel positive and confident, or they are holding you back, making you feel insecure or frustrated. So just notice what you're making the situations in your life mean. You get to decide how you want to interpret everything in your life. And when you realize this, you will be able to interpret the things in your life in a way that serves you. This does not mean you have to think positively all the time. I do think this is sometimes where people get confused. This is not the same as positive affirmations or always making something in into a positive thing so that you're avoiding negative feelings. Feeling all of our emotions is so important. And sometimes things happen that we want to feel upset about or angry about or frustrated about. And that's okay. We are human and we're allowed to feel frustrated even with our teenagers. But when you recognize that you're feeling frustrated because you're thinking thoughts or you're making something mean something, you're able to be more intentional and you can choose that thought in a way that serves you. So a thought with your teenager, if they're really frustrating you or you're really disappointed in them, the goal isn't to just be apathetic and make it mean something that it doesn't matter. The point would be, you know, this is really hard for me and let's have a conversation about it and let's figure this out. And I'm really worried about this. I don't know what the outcome is going to look like, but I'm willing to support you and love you. And let's talk about this. It might be having to set a boundary. Like if you talk to me that way, if you treat me that way, then I'm going to have to leave the room. And you will be able to do that and honor your boundary, even if your child or teenager is upset with you or if someone else is upset with you, because it's what you're choosing to do. It's, you know, their behavior is having an impact on the way that you think and feel, and you've got to take care of yourself. And so you're choosing to do certain things a certain way instead of, it being any more dramatic. It doesn't have to be any more dramatic than that. So I'm going to end this podcast with just some of the thoughts that resonate with me that I like to have and think on purpose that help me center myself, get more present. So when I am feeling irritated or frustrated, angry, hurt, 
These are some of the things that I can go to that can just help bring me to the present moment. Sometimes it's processing those negative emotions and sometimes it's just moving forward. Sometimes you don't always have to coach yourself through those negative feelings or thoughts. You just can move forward knowing that it'll be a better day tomorrow. So here are a few of those thoughts. I am a good mom. And if that one is hard for you, make it sound like this. It's possible for me to believe that I'm a good mom. What I look for, I will find. Love is always an option. Unconditional love is something I do for myself. I get to feel love whenever I want. I can connect with my kids however I want to. My kids don't have to like me for me to love them. I am enough. I have enough. I am guided. I can do this. And the last one, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your day. If you want to join me on Monday for my workshop, I'm going to be talking about how to connect with your teenagers when your teen doesn't want to talk to you. So think of that difficult teenager that I was talking about that I had a few years ago. This is what I would have wanted to know. This is the information I needed back then that I wish I had. And so I want to share it with you. I want to help you feel less triggered, more emotionally strong so that you can connect with your team even when they don't want to connect with you. It's okay. They don't need to connect with you. They are learning how to individuate from you. It's part of the process and it's why it feels so terrible. And I'm with you. I don't like it. I want to get along. I want that peace. I don't like contention, but it's actually supposed to be there. It's part of the journeys in our lives. So join me for that workshop. I'll put a link in my show notes here so that you can be added to the waitlist to get all of that information. So go click that. You can find me on Instagram. I will be sharing information about it over there at Kristen Goodman Coaching. It's going to be great. I want to see you there. So click on the link in my show notes, get signed up, and I will see you on Monday. Have a good one.